When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday, episode 635 of Coach Unplugged, um, part two with Coach Winners, talking about practice planning. Before we jump into that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um, The reason I love the machine, not only is it durable, their customer service is next to none. Every time I've had some problems, even before they became sponsors of this podcast, I would always get an email back. And it was so fast. It was, I mean, it reminded me of Apple, to be honest with you. So go over and check out those great people at, um, at Dr. Dish. Mention, mention Coach Unplugging, and uh, they'll give you $350 off every machine but the home one. Um, mention Coach Unplugged if you buy that home that home version. They'll, they'll help you out. And also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, we are always on our players to become better. We're always on our players to, to broaden their horizons and um, become better human beings. Um, I think that's what we want to do here um, with teachhoops.com. You know, become a better basketball coach and we'll help you through that journey. So go check it out and let's head off to the podcast. So, you know, you can, it doesn't always have to be about punishment, but it's, it's just, okay, we lost. You know, right. you got to remember that. Uh, so I went to a clinic a few years back, two years ago, I think I was at the Nike clinic, uh, Chicago area. Bob Huggins is speaking. Oh, I love this. I love this. Huggy is Huggy is super chill now. It, it, it's so funny. And he's had like eight heart attacks. So he's, you know, he's really laid back now. Um, and I've seen him back in the old days where he was just yelling, screaming, even at clinic, he's yelling at people. Right. Um, so somebody asked him, you know, you, you seem, you seem different. You seem really relaxed. You know, tell me what changed. He's like, you know, it took me forever to figure this out, but I don't yell and scream anymore at practice. We went and bought three treadmills and we line them up at half court and we're doing our defensive breakdown stuff. If, if you can't do what we're asking you to do, you're not in the right spot. He goes, all I do is just point and say treadmill. And the kids go over there and there's a manager waiting and they got to run two minutes at 17 miles per hour. And uh, the, you know, the, best part of the, story, the best part of the story was, you know, he's talking about freshmen and freshmen. I like, coach, uh, how fast is 17 miles per hour? 
And, you know, Huggy would, he would say, well, let's go outside and you stand in front of my car and I'll show you. And his story continues with kids. Once kids get on that treadmill at 17 miles an hour for two minutes, we send them right back to the drill. And you know what happens? They're too tired to do it. So they go back to the treadmill. They go back to the drill. They go back to the treadmill. And he goes, they never want to get on that treadmill. And it was, it, it was a learning to a teaching tool for him. Now we left that clinic and I'm talking to my staff. He's like, you know, what's going to be our treadmill? Cause we can't afford three treadmills. This line right. that happens, but we can't move them in out of the gym and we'll probably get fired if we do that to a kid, you know, somebody's going to complain. So, you know, it, it doesn't have to be this extreme for us. It's just a, it's just a heavy ball. We, we have um, every, every rack, every, every level has three or four, like three and a half pound balls. Yep. And when they're in on the right spot defensively, we just, our coaches have them under their arm all the time. Like I've got one, my assistant's got one. We just call their name and just toss it to them. They know they grab it. And we'll, we'll tell them why as they're running. And, and we're just on to the next spot in the drill. And that's something we've incorporated. Every level does it. And it's kind of become our thing. Like it's not, a, it's not earth shattering, but our kids have kind of taken pride in it. We had a group of seniors in year two that got to the point where they would ask for the ball. Like they would know. Like I'm not in the right spot. They would turn and just show me their hands and ask for the ball. And so, so, I think so what I love about this too, so the treadmill, what I love about the treadmill is you can't cheat the treadmill. Like you can, it, 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 you're, going, you're going for two minutes at 17 miles an hour. You can't cheat it. Like line grabbers or whatever, they cheat sometimes. The same thing with this weighted ball. I love this, that they, you, you have to do the laps and you have to put it above your head. You know, you're not worried about speed of the laps. You're worried about they got to do the laps and it's above their head. Yep. Yeah. And they're running right around where we're working. So they're still engaged in the drill. They're still, and right. when they, when we, you know, they're, they're still talking to their teammates while they're running. Like, I like love that. Trying to keep them out of it, you know, trying to keep the heavy ball out of their hands. So that's, that's been really good for us. That's been our treadmill. It's, it's not, again, it's not anything earth shattering, but it's something our kids have embraced and they kind of take pride in it, you know, and, the, and they, the kids and the, the freshman kids will walk through our gym or practice and they'll see it and they're like, oh, they can relate to it. Done. I'm stealing that one. I'm going. So I'm going to tell if, if my weight guy is listening, I'm stealing a couple medicine balls out of the weight room. So well, Absolutely. There we, go. You know, we buy the, so get on Amazon. Spalding sells those things for about 40 bucks. And then you can incorporate them in a lot of po low post drills and things like oh, so that. So it's an actual, it's an actual ball. It is. It okay. is. They I've, I've, really I've well. We do a lot of like just uh, drop step layup drills in our yeah. post breakdowns and things like that. So we get a lot of use out of those. Okay. Uh, again, pre-practice with court space allows. I know everybody's got different situations they're dealing with practice-wise. Yeah. Um, dynamic stretching is important for us. Kids are moving. Um, really trying to – one thing with dynamic stretching I'll go back to, make sure they're on balance. Sometimes the kids are talking and they're not – and their, their head is off-center and they're, they're doing the quad pulls and stuff and they're, they're falling forward. And we're constantly reminding them, like, fellas, if you're varsity athletes, you should be on balance when you're doing dynamic stretching. And it's, it's really more of a focus thing. It is. Um, it's not that they can't talk while they're doing it, but they've got to make sure they've got enough focus to where they're on balance all the time. We'll get them together for a quick meeting. We usually have an emphasis of the day offensively, defensively, or both. Uh, thought of the day. Um, sometimes the thought of the day is just, you know, it's just as simple as who we're playing, you know, what they do well, um, why it's a big game, why it's important, all that stuff. Doesn't have to be anything, again, earth-shattering, but just something to focus on, um, something that so that they know you have an emphasis and a focus for the day. Perfection. We already talked about that. Um, you know, that's that drill. And again, I can send you the four drills. It's yeah, just a three man weave, three man straight, two man straight. Uh, we never do two man passing drills while we're sliding. I just we don't ever do that on offense. You never, yeah, you never do it in a game. Sprinting. Um, we're always a bounce pass to a layup. Uh, rebound outlet drills. I think are just important, especially if you like to run. Um, so again, for us, that was 
we're competitive right from the get go. You are going to win or lose in the first six minutes of practice. And it's, and you're accountable to your teammates. So for us, we start 80% of our practices with that. Everyone's always switch it up just to switch it up, but we start 80% of our practices with that. Um, so again, just a little bit more about perfection, which we've already talked. And about. do you just yell perfection? Yeah, they know. Well, they'll see, they'll see the time on the clock. Our manager will have the six minutes. They'll know it's a perfection day. Do you, um, do, do kids know all your drills? Um, I think by Christmas they do, you know, there's, there's drills that we, I call substitute drills, you know, okay. there's the essentials and then there's a, all right, let's just do something different today. Um, okay. sometimes, you know, but, but we're again, I'm, I should, I should tell everybody this. I'm at that stage in life where I'm still, well, my kids are 14 and 11. Okay. I'm coaching travel softball year round. Right. <laughs> I, I, I coached travel baseball for a long time. I just switched over to my daughter's softball team this year. So even during our season, we have indoor practice two nights a week. Right. And she's got basketball practice and I'm running her to that stuff. So I am probably the highest level of efficiency that I can possibly find. If there's something I can tweak to be more efficient, I'm going to do it. So um, not everybody's in that same situation. When I was a young coach, I had, I could, I could stay after practice for an hour with kids. I could practice for three hours. I could do whatever I want to do. Right. Um, I just can't. No, and, I, and that, that, that's what I'm asking. It's like, I think there can be efficiency in the sense that that transition, if you talked about the, you know, the 10 minutes in pre-practice, I think young coaches that transition from, from drill A to drill B, if the more, the more efficient you can make the movement from A to B is, you, I think yeah, you, so you're, you can make a two-hour practice, an hour and 40-minute practice, and still do the exact same stuff if you can make those transitions faster and more precise. And that's why we've cut down on the number of drills we do. We repeat the same drills a lot more than I used to when I was younger. But it's just about call it out. They know it. And, and I, yeah. we're really big on echo yells. Um, you may call them different things, but I don't always yell it out. Sometimes I just tell one kid, hey, here's what's next. And if they don't get it done in 10 seconds or less, we're running. Yeah. You know, I because that. That, I think when you, when, you, when you train them to echo your voice – you talked about last week on, on our round table um, about playing in that, that you want to play in those sectional championship games, it's right? At high school level gym. There's three, you know, two to 4,000 people in there. It's, it's the loudest place you're going to play and they have to be able to, to operate in that environment. They're not all going to hear you, but they have to be able to, to echo what they hear. And do you, so that starts uh, do you in a quiet whistle? I do not use a whistle at all. I, you, there, I there are very few of us. I bet we're in like the 10%. I've never used a whistle in 30 years. I heard this once and it stuck with me. I can't blow a whistle in a game to get them to listen to me. That's exactly what I, I, I said. I want them to be in tune with my voice. Absolutely. You know, the whistle is probably wrong if any official's listening. So <laughs> I don't care about what the whistle sound. I care about them hearing me if they can. Um, so yeah, you and I are in the minority. Trust me. I, I keep asking people about that. And so I don't yeah, have, a well, I, 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 I'm surprised <laughs> that you, you know, you say you and I are the minority and I, I agree with you. I know that. And I'm still surprised by that. I, I know. They have to be able to operate from your voice. They do. So that's essential. They've got to be able to pick it out in a loud game, you know, right. <laughs> um, versus their mom screaming at them from the third row. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. They can pick my voice out versus mom's voice. Yes. So 15 to 20 minutes of, of defensive breakdowns. Uh, we use really five to six different drills. That includes our rebounding drills. They call it out. They know what it is. We start with a transition drill, five on four plus one, where we're just at a disadvantage. Um, so our, our guys in transition are playing a diamond zone, stop the ball, protect the rim, and they transition from a diamond zone to man-to-man when they're down. It's just those are concepts we work on every day. Stop the ball. We need a rim protector. And then uh, we've got to get that fifth guy matched up. 
Um, so it's, it's really just about protect the paint is what it is, but it's in a, we go in a diamond shape. So we practice that in our transition drill. So, you know, we just, I used to have probably a 10 point principle defensively and I really simplified it. Like we got to get back. If we don't get back. We're getting scored on. We've got to be able to close out under control. If we can't close out under control, we get beat off the dribble. We probably get scored on. We've got to be able to jump to the ball. If we can't jump to the ball, we probably get scored on. And we've got to be able to communicate through uh, when we're in scramble mode. We've got to be able to communicate through that and get guys off the three-point line and finish the box out. So that's really what our drills do. And a lot of our drills, we do multiple. You know, we're, we're covering a lot of that all at the same time. So our defensive drills breakdown, let me show you this really quick here. So this is our, um, again, this is our five-on-four plus one. Really simple concept. I call a name. They run and touch the baseline. I'm throwing the ball to one, one of the guys on the baseline, and they're running their break and, and flying down the floor. Really, really, really about communication. Again, that diamond for us, just stop the ball, protect the rim, uh, protect the wings so you can get shooters off that three-point line in transition. Um, we, we, this is probably a four-minute drill. It's usually okay. we, we keep score. We give a point for every possession. Either the offense gets a point or the, or the defense gets a point. So you can, you can get a stop and then go down and score. You get two points on that trip. So, again, I, again this is available. I don't want to spend too much time. Yeah, don't, you, you, we'll, 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 put, we'll put this in the show notes. People can. We move to a really simple closeout, jump to the ball drill. You close out on the ball. They throw to the wing. You jump to the ball hard. And we want our jump to the ball really athletic, big body language, take up space. Um, so we practice it every day. This is a, a two-minute drill, sometimes 90 seconds. Good closeouts, jump to the ball hard, communicating through the entire process. Um, so we go from transition defense to closeouts. I stole this from Augustana uh, University, Gray Giovanni, a couple of years ago at a clinic. Um, really good drill. It's a six-man closeout drill. Kind of a crossfire. You're, the X3 is going to roll it out to one, close out high hands. Pass goes to the top. X2 closes out on two. We jump to the ball. X3 or X1 closes out on three and that reversal. Again, you see and, and when you're running these, are you are you looking for things? Are your assistants looking for things? Are the other kids looking for things? So our emphasis, again, is is, is those essentials. The, right. The close, out, close out and jump to the ball are huge right now. Okay. Combined with communication. So if we're not doing those three things, that's where the heavy ball is coming your way. Okay. And when three touches it here, we're live. We're playing three-on-three three live. Um, I, I think if, if you're not playing three-on-three three drills, you, you probably need to because it makes the game a lot harder. It's, it's harder to get stops three on three and offensively you can get some really cool screen and roll action and things going with, with, with good spacing. So I, I think it's essential. This again is a four minute drill for us probably. Okay. And again, we're keeping score, you know, stops, stops, get you a point. We only score on stops on this one. Okay. Yep. So we have an, we have an orange team and a black team. Um, we're subbing in for our own team and then we're switching over offense, defense. Every How, time. Do you, during practice, do you do a lot of the subbing or do you have the kids do the subbing? I have the kids do a lot of it. So Again, I. I want them to control a lot of stuff. We, you know, everybody's getting reps. Um, when it needs to be controlled, I'll control it. When we're scrimmaging more and I want to see combinations and things, I'll control right. it. Right, that's when I'll jump in too. But most of the time it's like, I got other things to worry about. Just jump yeah. in the drill. Tell the kid, I mean, everyone's going to need a break. If you're working hard enough, you're going to need one. So don't, yeah. Yep, and again, if they don't need breaks, you need to reevaluate the way you're running your practice. <laughs> uh, our eight-man closeout drill is the exact same drill. But you notice we have four and X four, and we're just we're defending a ball screen. In this case, it's a side screen and roll. Um, we're really simple. Make them use it. Hard hedge and recover. I know more and more more and more schools and systems are going to force left all the time. Um, I'm intrigued by that. I haven't gone there yet. Um, we're still kind of in those building stages. We're heading into year four now, um, where I'm at, and um, you know it's just. Uh, I like the option to trap, so make them use it. Obviously, it gives you that option to trap. 
Yeah, and the force left is interesting. I, we we'll force we'll force short corner yeah. both sides. We'll keep you on one side of the court. Um, We're the same. Yeah, the same. we'll we'll do that. Um, the force left thing is interesting. I'm I, I it's intriguing. It's intriguing. It's, I'll say that. I, I'm still having a little trouble wondering if it's too difficult. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I bet most people don't go, hey, on their podcasts. Anyway, make sure you subscribe and like. Um, lots of lots of ways you can help us out that don't cost you one penny. You can subscribe and like and leave a review. We really do appreciate those here. You can do that on YouTube. Go over and cheat hoops. There's thousands of videos over there. You can um, use our Amazon link down below, www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. So anytime you do any shopping, especially if you're listening to this over Christmas, um, we get a small little commission and it help, doesn't cost you anything else. doesn't cost anybody anything other than Amazon, I guess. Um, and then uh, helps us with our hosting fees. And then if you really want to help, help us out you come over and join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better um you know i am here to help i'm here to serve one of the reasons i got into coaching was help kids help other players help coaches um you know I, there's no hidden agenda here you know we're not playing um, but i have been through it i have coached at every level i've done i've done those youth tournaments i've done you know won multiple state titles i've you know i i know what you're going through trust me um and i can help so let me know in any way if i can do that and let's get back to the podcast. If it's just thinking too much. I mean, uh, the forcing of the short corners, hard, keeping it on the sides hard enough at times sometimes. But, and I, you know, I, I'm a pretty high energy guy. When we're in a game situation, it, actually all these drills, I'm screaming. No middle, no middle, no. I say no right. middle more than anything. I say jump to the ball more than I just jump. Constant reminders because if one guy's flat-footed, Boom. all of a sudden you get beat on a help-to-helper situation. Yep, you so do. Those are things I'm screaming and I'm high energy. And in a game – Oh my gosh! If we're defending in front of our bench and, and it's right in front of me, I'm I'm reminded keep it here, keep it here, keep it here, keep it here, just yelling and screaming at them because I think in, in high school I think you can gain a huge advantage doing that. I do too. And then we'll, we'll get out of this couple okay. couple box out drills and things that. that okay. So that's really it. Those are our defensive essentials. We don't do okay. a whole lot more One than more. that. Uh, Villanova breakdowns again. We kind of talked about that a we little did. bit. A lot, yep. of, a lot of two foot finishes, a lot of shot fakes, okay. a lot of pivoting. Yeah, we'll put that on. That's a PDF. Okay. Um, we're big on pivot out of pressure. I don't. I think kids kids do so much advanced level stuff now that that I've come back to more really really simple. And the advanced stuff you don't use in a game that much. <laughs> no, they've, they've got trainers who they pay for that stuff, and I, I get it. If I'm a if I'm a skill trainer, the videos I'm posting on Facebook are the triple crossover moves, the step backs, because right. everybody's like, I want my kid doing that. Right. But they, you know, the the travel programs and stuff, they're all doing these high level workouts, and there's a place for it with the right kid. But I just feel like my job is to fill in the gaps with that and, and, and pivoting and, and playing off of two feet is something. And, again, how often do you see that in the, in the 123 possessions? You don't see it that often at the high school level because I'm going to no, counter you. But <laughs> you, see that, you see that jump, stop, shot fake, get to the free throw line. Right. Um, we talk foul situations a lot. So getting, you know, how many teams have two good post players? You know, if we can get that one guy out, that's huge. So, um, again, I think that's where playing off of two feet is, is important. Uh, we have post-perimeter breakdowns. We have two guns. Um, we don't always have our main gym. Uh, we have a field house with three courts, and we have a main gym that has four courts. But our main court is in the – like we have – like they're end-to-end, two courts end-to-end. Right. So, so, our, our, so our, is, we have seven courts, but it's not a great use of space based on the way our main gym was laid out back in the 70s. We do usually – when we're in that main gym, we have two guns set up, so we're pretty fortunate with that. Um, if you don't have a gun, you need to get one. You need yeah. to get two of them. 
Um, and, and if you know, they're expensive. Six. They grand. are. I'm a big Dr. Dish guy. They're the same thing though. But yeah, yeah. we had, and I had a Dr. Dish at Boyle too. I loved it. They're all good. They're, they're, yeah. they're so good. But I know, I know with shoot away in the gun, you can pay for half one year. Yeah. They'll, they'll like, I know Dr. Dish will like, they'll, uh, they'll work a, even a payment plan for you where it's like awesome. Yeah. So we split with, so we did a, a, a two payment plan. We pay, we put, we pay now and get it, we pay half now and get it. And we pay again in nine months, but we split it with our girls. So we paid right. 1400 each Yeah. now and, and 1400 each in, in nine months. And yeah, you know, we had a trade in, so we got, we got about 1200 bucks off a of trade in, but um, yeah, really, the best fundraiser you can do is, is, is find a way to get one or two or however many. You can yeah, find. they get, it's just about reps too. It is. It really is. And you can't, you just can't, you can't replicate that any other way. Uh, offensive breakdowns again, I, just some actions that we do some DHO stuff. Uh, we do some sweep action, um, right. pretty basic level motion stuff. I know you, I think yep. you're a read and react guy. If I remember, I am, I'm a, I'm a little bit of everything. It just depends, yeah. but yeah, I, yeah. Read, re- a hybrid of read and react, but yeah. I like this stuff for, I, I'm a, I'm a quick hit guy. I, I like my sets. I like to, I like to manipulate early movement. Um, but then this stuff comes into play after those sets come to an end or they break down. Right. Uh, we still want to continue to build some of those habits. So we've got about four drills we use there. Um, and I've already said this, do your shooting drills and breakdowns allow for repetition in scoring the way your players will have opportunities to score in your offense. I think, not- I think a lot of young coaches make a mistake on that one. I think they do, yeah, like you were saying earlier, I think they do a lot of drills that don't pertain to what they're actually doing. I used to constantly be looking for drills and then I thought, well, you know, if we do this footwork, let's just, all right, I'll be the high post, throw it to me, make your cut, take your hand off and you know, let's go and let's get it right. On. Make your own drills up. I'm just what I'm it's, telling it's, you. It's, yeah. it's, I think it, sometimes we lack confidence early on. So with, I'm going to run Bobby Knight's drill because if it was good enough for Bobby Knight, it should be good enough for my seventh graders. Right. Right. So, <laughs> you know, but ask your head coaches, they should be able to, to guide you in that, in that situation as well. Yes. Um, and again, the reason why there's lots of drills I love, but they just don't translate to the way we play. So that's why we, I've kind of moved on from that stuff. And that's, you know, these are things that I've learned that I know you've probably learned trial and error. And for us at practice, free throws are halftime. We're at about that 45 minute to an hour mark. Um, our free throws, we run a free throw ladder. So, you know, is your free throw situation competitive? There's a lot of ways to do it. I don't, we think do ladder. We do ladder too. They love ladder. Yeah. So what, here's how we do our ladder. And, and again, I can send this PowerPoint to anybody that wants it too. Okay. Um, each player has a seed, you know, so we'll go three, four days where we just record and seed and, you know, we alternate. So one day our number one has a buy. So it's two versus three, four versus five. And then the next day it's one versus two, three versus four. So one day you got to hold your spot. Next day you got the opportunity to move Yep, up. That's exactly what we do too. I yeah, love you got to string together wins. It puts pressure on them and, and it's fun. You know, the kids yeah. love it. They yeah. absolutely love it. They can't. They're 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 energetic. Sometimes you got to tell them to, to settle down and focus. Right. And 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 to be honest with you, I use it. Whoever's at the top of the ladder in the technicals gets to go. Like yeah, that's what we do too. Yeah. We and and it doesn't matter if it's our fifteenth guy. We sub him in. Yep. We sub him in there. So, um, and then just ways we do it. Some days we shoot twenty. Uh, we usually don't do more than sets of five. I usually try to even five. I kind of like. Yeah, they're never going to do that in the game. See, and I and I change it up. Like I'll do a free throw ladder where they'll shoot twenty. I'll shoot a free throw ladder where they'll shoot a bonus. I'll yep. do a free throw. Ladder. I just want to put different pressure on them. You know. That's the next thing I've got on the screen here. Some days we shoot ten sets of one and one. So if you yeah. miss that first one, you don't even get the second one. Right. You know? And some days we we take that. Remember the old NBA days where you had three to make two. I don't. Oh, that oh, was a man. long. That was the ABA. That was a long. That was time. that was the NBA in the early eighties. Three to make two. So we'll do that sometimes. You make your first one, you get a second one. You make your second one, you get a third one. <laughs> awesome! I love that. 
just to, again, just finding ways to put pressures on those shots. If they're tied, it's sudden death. If I swish it and you make it and it hits the rim, I win. We got to match even a swish. Just because, we, again, we're back to time management. We got to move on at that point. Second half of practice, that varies a lot more for us. I'm big on scouting reports. So we'll, we'll obviously spend time on scouting report stuff. Some coaches aren't. That's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter to me if you're big on scouting reports or not, but that's just what impacts our practice. Uh, we, we do have scout teams running sets for our, for our opponents. We have probably six teams in our league that don't run anything because they're super athletic. So, right. you know, it's, it's different. Uh, we have a couple of teams that, that run a ton of sets and they run them really well. So those weeks, obviously, that takes up more of our time than other weeks. We play a hybrid zone press. This is Don Showalter. I don't know if you know Don. Sh- Don do. has coached the junior USA teams and stuff. Yep. It's a diamond, but we rotate to a, a two-two-one on a weak side entry pass. Um, do you uh, do you do you so you let them get the ball in in that diamond? You're not pressuring the ball. We try to force. No, we're we're all over the ball. So we've got our our energy big guy on the on the ball. Our okay. usually our four man, um, just a high energy kid that's still pretty athletic on the ball. Trying to keep it ball side, like to the short side of the floor. Yep. But if they enter it to the weak side. Uh, Coach Showalter, and, and I love this. I went this. I think I was at a point guard college camp, and he was speaking because I had run some diamond, but that weak side always killed us. Because by the time you get there to trap, they're thrown over the top of you and they're gone. So he always rotates automatically to a two-two-one, and then you know your trap areas just change on that trip. And then he's got six or seven different calls that are really simple adjustments. Like sometimes you can squeeze out the, the team that throws it back to the inbounder. You can squeeze him out if that's their point guard. Just just a lot of uh, really simple that. looks. Okay. If you can. Uh, they don't take a lot of work to put it in. So, okay. again, it picks, does that, it pick up pace? It, it really does. It really speeds teams up. There's a, a red call where we come out of a timeout and we, we face guard and we're showing man to man and the shape of it. You don't see the diamond shape. But on that first pass, we're falling right back into diamond responsibilities. Um, try to, out of timeouts, we try to change it because they're calling a timeout because we've got them on it a couple times. And then we try to change the look. Um, sometimes we don't trap the first pass. Sometimes we trap the first pass, no matter where it is. There's about seven different calls. I don't even think I've ever put all seven in. Um, we have a squeeze call. You know, if there's a team, uh, the backup point guard comes in, we go to a squeeze call where we we're really choking them out harder because we know that they're their best ball, but it's really all about just make somebody other than their best ball handler, get it across half court. And, um, again, I think at the high school level, you can have a lot of success with that because very few teams have, two or three great ball handlers yeah. or, or deci- and not even it's not about the ball handling; it's about the decision making as well it is so, so we spend about 10 minutes on that that occupies our time okay i'm, I'm more than happy to share the pdf of that as well yeah, if that'd be great that. um i might look at that 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 would be great I, i'm always I, looking for a tweak on that i love that i i just it, it just helped us control the action so much more and i and I, what does I he call, what does don call it um, I don't even know what he calls it. I've got I've got the video too. That's uh, I think uh, I can't even remember what he calls it. I, I'll I email. Just, I'll email him. I just I've never heard his name associated with it. But that, that's, yeah, yeah, I think this is what he runs with Team USA a lot, Magic. Okay, because he's got so many athletes. And I had, no. some teams, <laughs> I had some teams at Boylan where we were eleven deep. So it really came about like, how can we play all eleven guys? Right. Well, we got to get them tired. You know, yeah. we, we got to get them gas. So we just had to play fast. So and it's the kids love playing. It's fun. Yeah. And then I don't think any earth shattering here. We spend time on five on zero and, and five, Shell, on five. five on five. Yep. Um, really depends what your team needs here. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, like at the varsity level, you have that framework, but you really have to manipulate 
to what your team needs. We do a lot of scoring stuff, you know, and again, it's just, it's just make it up. Right. It's what you need with your specific. Yeah. I think Dean Smith was really big on that back in the day. Like, like if we're scrimmaging, it's not just about ones, twos and threes. It's so if we're a bad offensive rebounding team, we may be given a plus two for every offensive rebound and just watch the energy level go up because that's an effort thing. It's just really, have you emphasized it enough? It, in, in most cases, it's, it's probably you haven't emphasized it enough. Sometimes you don't rebound well because you don't have the studs. But Yeah, that's what I was talking about last week. It's, it's really what you emphasize. Like if you're emphasizing, you know, it, getting them. I'm sorry. But here's the best part for me, though. They want to win in scrimmage. So now you're, they, emphasizing, they do. you're emphasizing in a time where you really have their attention at, at its highest level. So anything we need. If we're not screening well, you know, I, some teams don't screen at all. If you're reading React guy, you may not screen much at all. But we, we'll, we'll go uh, point per screen, and it's got to be a, a, a good screen. Like either there's got to be contact or we got to see a defender really have to move to go around it. So we'll have an assistant coach scoring these things. Maybe it's a point per ball reversal. We're just struggling moving the ball. It can be a point per deflection on defense. It can be offense. It can be defense. But again, the kids want to win. So if all of a sudden this is worth three points, you know, taking the charge is worth five points, watch them, watch them line up to take charge. But just, again, manipulate and emphasize. I think that's really, really important. It's not what you teach. It's what you emphasize. And we all teach a lot of stuff, and we want to be good at a lot of things. But ultimately, it comes down to what they hear you say over and over again. Kiss, baby, kiss. Or what you, what you reward them with on that scoreboard. And that scoreboard is a great tool. Uh, and then if, you're, if your team is sloppy, three, start with three basketballs. You know, put 10 minutes on the clock. We're going to scrimmage for 10 minutes. Well, we got three balls. That ball went over in the corner. It's out of bounds. It's a turnover. Okay, here's ball number two. That ball gets thrown away. Here's ball number three. You better protect it. It's the last one. If in, in, in we Basically, in early in the season, if there's seven minutes on the clock and we hit that third turnover, we're running for seven. I love that. That's fun. a great drill. You know, late in the season, will we run them for seven minutes? No, but we'll make them run for a minute or two and then get back out there and just, just teach them to value the basket. I've had years where I've had to do that. I've had years where I haven't had to do that at all. It, it really depends, again, on your team. But, you know, if, they, if they're a team that doesn't value the ball. You just, you just hit one of my pet peeves because, Bo, I mean, I'm like, I live in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm like anti-turnover guy. Like, well, you have I, to be because Bo Ryan will show up. and, and oh, Or Dick Bennett will show up or like, yeah. It's like, that was my Steve. That was my first clinic. It was it was Dick Bennett Friday night, Saturday morning, Wisconsin basketball practice, Wisconsin football game. I think I was twenty years old. It was my oh. first clinic, and you want to talk about a guy that will make you fall in love with basketball? Oh, that was it. His son's just yeah. Anyway, don't get me started. Tony, on Virginia. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. So yeah. good. <laughs> so good. I still do. You know, our our defense is still the old push. He runs it. He runs it so well. So you're up to situations. How much? Let, let's talk. Let's talk the season. How much time do you in the season do you spend on this? How much in time in practice do you spend on situations? In practice, um, it, weekly. I think early in the season we're probably closer to twenty minutes of practice. Okay. And you know that could be as simple as we're every possession starts with a baseline out of bounds. Sometimes our scrimmage, you know, we'll we'll play at one end, but we'll start it with a with a baseline out of bounds. Defense gets a stop or they score, they'll run transition. They'll play out that possession, and then we'll stop it, and then we'll start at the other end with a base on of bounds. Just to kind of it, – it's controlled, but it lets them get up and down as well. Let's them transition from a made or miss to, to your break. Sometimes it'll be just base on of bounds for seven, eight minutes. We'll huddle up. I'll call the play in the huddle. They'll go back out there. We run everything out of a box set. So we have about nine, ten different sets we run out of a box just to disguise it more. Okay. It doesn't matter what you do, but for us, I just huddle them up. I'll give them a number, and the kids can only cheat it so much because every set starts the same way. Um, as far as the setup goes, but 
uh, end of game, you know, those take a little longer where you're following, you're down six, you're in the bonus is a minute and a half they to go. They do. I never feel like I have enough time for those. We always make sure we have enough time to flip it. So if you're on, all, if you're ahead at, by six, you're also behind by six. Okay. All on the same day. Um, hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, make sure you subscribe and like. Um, leave a lit written review. I read every one of those written reviews. Also, if you're thinking of taking your, you know, maybe you've had a 500 season. Maybe you just got done with your season. Maybe you're starting your season. Let me help you take your team to the next level. I've been there. I've experienced it. Trust me, I can help you take it to the next level. We'll get on a call um, and we'll get it all figured out. I'll make sure you subscribe and like. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.